Hello, and welcome to Winterfell, um, the podcast about the Game of Thrones, which you can find on the Screeching Dog Net Network um, at screechingdog.com. And um, you can find us on i on iTunes and Stitcher and the Windows Phone Store. Um, tonight we're going to talk about uh, season four, episode four, named Oath, um, Oath, Oath Keeper. Um, due to a technical di- difficulty, Rachel would not be with us, but our but our resident god of titch and wine, Dwayne, is here. Yes, I am. Um, before we get into the show, we want to briefly... Um, uh, I don't know if we should apologize for last week's episode or not, because it seemed to be very popular. But um, let's go ahead and just put in this put it out there, we were pretty shitty-faced, plastered, uh, it was nasty. Well, y'all were, I was okay. Yeah, <laughs> this is the same guy that drank two-thirds of a bottle of a wild turkey, so, um, but I literally have very little memory of actually doing the show, and, uh, when I went back to do, do some editing and listen to it um yeah um so i just had to just to just to put it up as is unedited which okay um but if we offended any anybody uh sorry but not really we're not really that that sorry because we because we did have fun um, unfortunately, we're not drunk tonight, and that sucks. Um, but it doesn't get in, 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 into the show. Um, it's very, it's very unusual, but the show starts out with, um, da, with Daenerys. And you see, uh, uh, Grey Worm is being taught English, um, which is kind of funny, you know, you don't really speak it that, that well, and then, you know, Daenerys comes in, and, um, they execute a very brilliant plan, don't, don't you think, to take over the city of, of Marine? Oh, of course, yeah, because, I mean, you know, she, uh, she had Grey Worm, you know, sent him in and several others dressed as slaves with a bunch of weapons and said, give it to the rest of the slaves and let them fight. I bet you that it was hard for them to put, you know, to put on that slave gear again. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, once they armed these slaves, they these slaves went, and went to town and pretty much killed... Just about every every body. Um, so now, um, Daenerys has a city of 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 Marine. There were a handful of so-called masters left, and 
uh, she did something that I did not expect her to do, and that was to crucify every single one of them. Um, that was pretty brutal, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that that was it was tough to watch, just you know, especially since it it wasn't even the nice crucifixion. It was the, you know, she just pinned one arm there, so you got the yeah. other arm just kind of dangles. It takes you that much longer to die. Um, it turned out that Sir Aberston, you know her. I mean, what is he to her? He's um, you know, he he used to be the head of Kingsguard in King's Landing. Right. Um. Then he finds her in that first slave city. I forget the name of it. Um. Ashapur? And then it, that's it. Astapor. But uh, yeah, and then he just basically just pledges his loyalty to her because he had served the Targaryens. Right. Well, um, he he goes to her and says, you know, you should uh, be a merciful. And um, she's like, fuck that. You know, um, they nailed 163 slaves to to uh, crosses. They, you know, they are going to have a justice. Um, do you think that she should have shown mercy or that she should have just done what the hell she uh, she uh, did? I think she was trying to send a message more than anything else. So, as far as wanting to send that message, and I don't think she could have come up with anything better. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the last time that we see her, she is sending... Um, I, I would say that the main palace of the a city, um, it appears that she does have a you know home base to you know to you know operate from and from what i understand that marine is pretty much the the last city that she could take am i correct or am i wrong about that i think there's a couple of little um hamlets here and there but as far as major cities i'm i'm thinking that one's the last one so we should be seeing her cross the a narrow sea pretty soon. Yeah, I think that that event does happen towards the end of book four. Oh, see, I cannot wait for book, that. Book three, excuse me. Um. After 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 that, the um, it goes to and um. I don't know if we could call this a road of re a road of read of redemption for a Jamie. Um, we see him sparring with um, uh, what is his name, Braun, and he's actually getting very no, he's actually getting a better. But Braun, you know, takes his hand and smacks him in the face. That was funny as shit right there. Yeah. Um, and then Braun pretty much convinces him that you need to go see a Tyrion. Um, and like I said, compared to last ep episode where he essentially raped his own sister on top of his son's dead corpse, um, you see a totally different Jamie from this, from this 
episode from the last. Um, now, there is some debate about whether or not in, in the last ep- episode that it was rape because the director came, uh, came out and said that in the beginning of the scene that it was rape, but then it became consensual towards the end. Um, and then there's this whole big brouhaha about, you know, oh my God, there's a rape scene in A Game of Thrones. And it's like, yeah, but there's been rape scenes in almost every single episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's kind of ever-present. Yeah, I mean, if you were to go back to a season one when Daenerys was married off to what's-his-face, I mean, the, the first few times that they had sex, it was rape. Yeah. Um, so I don't see why people are, you know, up in arms about uh, this one. But um, Jamie goes to go see, uh, you know, a, a Tyrion, and um, Jamie comes out of it going, "Yeah, I don't think that you that you killed my son," because I mean, Tyrion just comes right right out and says it that he is. That Joffrey was Jamie's son, and then Jamie's like, "Yeah." What do you say about this scene right here? It was very in- interesting. Yeah, because we never really, except for I think it was like episode one or two of the very first season, we don't really see Jamie and Tyrion interacting with each other. Right, and. Even then, you know, the Tyrion was in the whorehouse, and basically Jamie says, "Hey, so and so needs you." And, and here uh, is more whores, <laughs> right? Um, and it was it was kind of interesting to see them interacting, and we did see some love there. Yeah, which is it's not something you see from the Lannisters. Yeah, because they have a very cold, I mean, like father to son, father to daughter, except for, except for, you know, recently, I mean, the only, the only love you saw was between Jamie and Cersei, but that was a sick kind of love. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jamie and, T- and Tyrion, is, we're starting to see that they have a very good relationship, and that's very unusual considering that their father hates Tyrion. Right. And basically cut Jamie, uh, cut Jamie off. Yeah. So they're in the same boat, so so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, I think that you'll probably see Jamie try to do something to you know to help uh, no a Tyrion. Uh, I do have a few uh, spoilers. I'm not going to give them away. But, um, I mean, at some point, you, I mean, and this is not having to do with my knowledge with, with the spoilers, but Jamie, I think, will actually do something because you can tell he cares about his uh, brother. Um, yeah, very much so. What do you think about uh, Tyrion just coming out and saying, yeah, I know that Joffrey was your son? I thought it was kind of interesting. You know, he, he, uh, he basically just he called him on it and yeah jamie 
he kind of seemed okay with it. Which also, you know, again, it speaks to the, you know, their relationship. That, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, I fucked our sister. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tyrion's obviously, I mean, he's okay with it. I guess it's okay as you could be. And Jamie was relatively okay with Tyrion knowing. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it just and to me it just shows that they just might have some kind of unconditional love there. Yeah. You know, that you know brothers have. You know they may not get along all the time, but they do love each other. Right. Which is a complete opposite from the next scene when Jamie goes to go see a Cersei. And that bitch is drinking like a fish now. I mean, I have yet to see her in a scene except for the time where she was, you know, with the, uh, with a Duffy's corpse where she is not drinking. Yeah, that, um, se- that seems to be her thing. Mm-hmm. At this point. Um... I find it interesting that the scene does not mention a damn thing about uh, Jamie's rape of her. Um, but she does ask him for a mission and that there's a fine and kill Sansa because she is convinced that Sansa is a part of it too. And um, then then she, you know, asks Jamie if she if he thinks that uh, Tyrion did it, he's like, no. And that there pissed her off. Um, this was a very telling scene, don't don't you think? Yeah, you know, especially when, when she brings that up and uh, he says, well, well, no. No, he didn't do it. And she asks him, you know, so you let that little monster get to you? And that you know, that shows her how much she hates Tyrion, and even if, you know, just like Tyrion brought up in the previous scene, you know, it it wouldn't matter if the person who actually did it, you know, came right out and said it and provided 100% proof that they did, it wouldn't matter. Right. Not to her. And she, not, wants, she wants and him not dead to, regardless. Right. And it wouldn't matter to a Tywin e- 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 either because he still blames him for the death of his wife. And Right. Um, so then Cersei dismisses Jamie by uh, being very professional, you know, um, be, be gone because she is now the queen of Region A again. Um, Jamie, I, like I said, I, to me, it seems like that the, that the show was trying to put him on this road to redemption because, um, he lets Brienne read his legacy in that book, which is basically nothing, and then gives her the sword that Tywin, you know, the Valerian still sword, and then sends her on a, on a mission to find a Sansa. And the whole parting of ways there, with um, between her and uh, and uh, and uh, and a uh, and a uh, uh, Brienne, 
it's almost like that there's some kind of love being developing here, don't you think? Yeah, you know, it's like in in that particular scene when they're parting ways when when he says, you know, goodbye and she starts to tear up. Yeah. You know, and it's you can kind of tell that, you know, the time that they spent together was very fruitful. Yes. If nothing else, it was very fruitful to to foster a strong relationship, a strong bond. Yes. Um, and, and also, if you remember, as she is riding A away, he kind of looks, you know, he kind of walks down the road a little bit and then looks down the road like he's never going to see her again or there's something like, he's had this look on a, on his face like, I should have said something, I should have kissed her. He's had that look. Right. Um, which I think it's great that, you know, Podrick was able to go with her and him and his big old dick. Um, then we move to Sansa. And Littlefinger is starting to show his true colors because he almost comes clean about being involved in the murder of of a Joffrey. I mean, he does say that the necklace that um, that was given to her was missing a piece, that that was a piece that was the a poison. And then um, he also agrees that uh, Tyrion was not involved. But he did have a partner, and that this partner was very adamant about Joffrey being being killed. Um, but you also see him starting to look at Sansa like she's a piece of meat, that he might want to do a little something something with uh, with her. Did you get that sense too? Oh yeah, especially you know that that scene where the camera pans to his face. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's just, you know, running up and down her body with his eyes. Yeah, I think that Sanja's going to be in a bad way real soon. That, you know, I don't know if she if she could have stayed in King's, uh, you know, in a King's uh, uh, landing. She probably would have been hanged. But from what is from what might be happening, because Littlefinger is trying to be someone who is very evil. I mean, this is a sick dude. Yeah. Um. So and, she might have been better off being dead than what's going to happen next. And you know, he always loved Catelyn. Oh like, yes. He he may not be able to have her, but. He might be able to have her daughter. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. That is um, disturbing to say the least. Um, so, I mean, almost immediately after that, we go to Olena and Marjorie. And Olena pretty much confesses, yeah, I was the one that poisoned a Joffrey. Um, and her reason was that she wasn't going to let her granddaughter marry that sadistic son of, son of a bitch. 
Um, but gives her the idea that you had better go and make nice with Tommen because you're gonna you just might be marrying him. And then sends her on a mission to go basically woo this, you know, young man. And what she does do, I mean, she sneaks into his into his into his room and he's like he is all about some uh, some uh, Marjorie, and I'm I, I'm very interested in seeing this power play between Tywin on Tommen and Marjorie on Tommen, who will actually win out here. What do you think might go on? I just think she needs to be engaged to all the Lannisters. Yeah, or they'll all die. Yeah, I mean, she has the worst luck when when it comes to being a queen. I mean, she has been married to two kings and has never been able to consummate it. Um, do we think that she's a virgin, or do we think that you no, know, she is experienced in the wiles of womanhood? She's probably a virgin but I think she's grown up in a society where you know she's learned how to manipulate using her good looks right well do you think that she would be better off with this uh, I mean because she is dead set on being queen and she don't care queen of what. She's, she wants to be a queen, right? Yeah, pretty um, much. Do you think that, you know, that she'd be, be better off with Tommen or just getting the fuck out of, um, out of a King's Landing? Well, either she married Joffrey and he'd probably use her and, and then torture for a little while and then kill her, or Joffrey dies... She marries Tomlin, and then she's got to deal with Cersei. Mm. I don't know. I just get the feeling that eventually Cersei has got to die because she is just too out of too out of control. Um, somebody oh is going to you know prison shank her big time. Um. And then we go to Jon Snow, who each time that I see him now, his character is getting more and more interesting, don't you think? Oh, yeah. You know, he's he's stepping more into a leadership role, even if his commander doesn't like it. Yeah. He says, I don't care. Well, his... this, This has got to be done. Yep. And his commander was even warned, you know, eventually this guy is going to lead us and and you will be following him. Mm-hmm. So you had better make nice now. Because um, uh, we see him starting to train the uh, the a Night's Watch on how to fight wild, no, uh, wildlings, which is a smart thing to uh, do. But his commander's going, but yeah, but you are a you are a, a traitor. So why don't you go empty some uh some uh piss pots? Um 
And it was uh, John's idea to go beyond the wall and go f- to Craster's place and take care of the rogue uh, night's watchman there. Um, and, you know, that whole scene at Craster's keep with, to me, the heart, you know, when they were torturing, um, you know, Ho. Hodor, that was really tough to watch. I mean, yeah. he's a very sweet guy. Um, I didn't care what they did with, you know, Bran Stark. I, I really don't like his, his character because mostly because his hair just pisses me off. Um, he has that, you know, helmet hair. Yeah. Just, ugh. Um... And then uh, Bran outs himself as Ned Stark's son. Um, and that is uh, pretty much it, except for the ending where you see the White Walker carrying the baby that was um, given by the traders at Crafter's Keep. And uh, it's put on an altar... And I, was it me or was it altered like in some kind of glass? Because there was some writing. Am I wrong about that? I didn't see any writing. I just remember thinking it looked a lot like Stonehenge. Yeah. And yeah. Um, then some unknown individual was walking towards the altar. Now, like I said, we have not read the books, but... Do you want to venture a guess at who this could 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 be? I think it could be some kind of, um, you know, like a leader among the White Walkers. Because he did, you know, pick up the baby, poked him on the cheek, and the baby's eyes turned blue. Yeah. So, turned, that could, and that is him turning the baby into a, what? Into a into a White Walker. Um, I don't know exactly how your physiology would change if the baby would grow up past, you know, once it got to that, once it was a White Walker, whether it would grow up or, you know, or whether it's just, it'll just be a zombie baby that bites at people's ankles. Right. And ankle biter, White Walker. <laughs> um, so, and to me, that was a great cliffhanging ending. I thought that this episode was much better than than last week's. But how would you rate this episode right here? For the first scene alone with Daenerys, when we see more of her being a conqueror, and then the whole thing with. Tyrion and Jamie, and then Brienne and Jamie. Mm-hmm. I'd rate this mm, eight out of ten. Um, I would have to agree. Um, I love the scenes with with you know Daenerys. I really dug that. I like the fact that um that we started off with her because. Normally she's towards the end, right? Um, 
but that was a very strong opening for for the show. Um, I'm sitting here going through a Twitter, looking at all these tweets that have come out today. Um, there, yeah, it was uh, some very people in general, and from what I, and these are just tweets that have come, that have come, uh, come out in the, in the last 10, 15 minutes. And, uh, there are some mixed re, re of views is that, um, some people liked it and some people didn't. Um, some people say that they threw out a bunch of, a bunch of plots and the lines and the books for this one episode um, which I really don't know what they're talk talk talking about. Um, a, a bunch of people are commenting about last week's and this week, saying that um, that they saw rape scenes in the background at Catcher's Cat, Keep, and no one seemed to mind. Yeah. Um, well, of course, they're not major characters. Right. So nobody cares. Well, do you think that's why? Because I mean, there I've been reading some articles in the last few weeks, and you know, in this last week, and do you think that that's why people are so up in arms about that rape scene? Mostly because it was it was a major a character. I think so. You know, a lot of people see Cersei, even though she's evil, as you know a strong. Uh, is a strong woman, mm-hmm. and you know to to see her, you know, overpowered by a man, is is just beyond comprehension. Right. Um. But I mean, no one was uh, was was up in arms when Daenerys was getting raped, uh, episode after episode after episode. Um, now, that's pretty much the, uh, crux of the, of the show. It just seemed like that, that, that the show just went by awfully, awfully fast. And that may have been because we were so enthralled by it. But, um, I do want to point out that there were some interesting omissions from this episode. Like, we did not see anything that had to do with, you know, with you know, Arya. Um, I'm very curious. I, I was hoping that, 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 that we would to, to see what would happen between her and the Hound. Um, like I said, I'm not uh, upset about the Stannis tor- um, sto- storyline not being in, in the show. I enjoyed his arc last week, but mostly because um, Melisandre was not in the damn thing. I think yeah. that she's just a very bad written uh, character. What do you think? I don't think she's necessarily badly written. She's just boring. You know, yeah. she you know, she uh she constantly talks about the Lord of Light, but we never really see any of uh of her miracles. But do you think, do you think that that she's a, that she's a fraud? It could be, but, you know, the Lord of Light is the only one 
you know, the only God from the show that we've actually seen of it, you know, evidence that he exists because, you know, the guy brought the other one back to life after he was killed by the hound. Right. And then you find out that he's been brought back, you know, six, like six or seven friggin' times. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a something about, I mean, if you, we, we got a taste of it last week that with that, without Melisandre in that story arc, it's a very good arc and it's a very good storyline. Um, and the characters seem to be more, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? More well-defined because whenever she's there, they kind of treat Stannis like a pussy whip little boy. Whereas last week he seemed like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was he was all about her magic, but he was very strong too. Right. Um, maybe she just needs to die. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I, and I really don't care about. Missing a storyline with Tanish's a daughter. I mean, I just really just don't care. Um, but I think that we're going, you know, but you know, you had mentioned a couple of weeks ago that this season it was said that every episode was going to be in episode nine. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you think that we have lived up to that so far? So far, um. You know, the episode when, a couple episodes back when Joffrey died, I mean, of course, that was like an episode nine. Yeah. Um, but so far, um, that's not my words. That came from a a, uh, a commentary behind the scenes thing that the Game of Thrones channel on YouTube put out. Right. Um, but so far, not really. I mean, if you take out... All right. If you think about it, I mean, all every scene so far, every episode this this season has had some pretty big stuff happen. You got the rape of Cersei, then you got this new twist at the end of this episode with the with the White Walker baby thingy. Um, but do you think that we have been so? Uh, What's the word? I'm, you know, just so spoiled on episode nines being this. I mean, because we've had some major episode nines. We got the red, we got the red, got the red wedding. We got the beheading of, 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 you know, Ned Stark. That the definition of an episode nine may have changed. Because, Hmm. I mean,. I I, I see episode 9 more as, you know, major things happening, but not necessarily brought on by someone's death. Okay. Um, Which, you know, there's a little bit every episode, but not um, taking Ned Stark's head or Red Wedding not that level of change where, you know, an entire arc 
just instantly ends. Right. Well, now, if you take the red uh, wedding, there's one aspect of the arc that hasn't ended yet. Yeah. God, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> but um, going back to, to episode nine, I do not remember what happened in season two, episode nine. That's what I was trying to remember. Um, Let's see. That's really starting to bug me. But, like I said, um, no, we've just got... I don't know how they can top this past episode 9 with this current one. Because, I mean, you killed Joffrey. I mean, shit. How in the hell can you top that and this and this season's episode 9? Um, but, um... I mean, all... All, all in all, um, you did a lot of scene, uh, uh, jumping, but it seemed to be more in a flow than than it has been because Game, Game of Thrones seems they're, they they can be very uh, guilty of moving from scene to scene to scene to scene to scene and rapid fire, um, you know, break breakneck pace. But this this season it seemed to flow more. You actually spent more time with each a character in their scenes. Um, Tyron looks like shit. Um, Season two, episode nine was the whole um, Blackwater battle between okay. the Stannis group and King's Landing. Right. Okay. That. Just look that up. Um, that was when uh, Tyron. Became became a hero for about a minute. Yeah. Um, but that was a great episode, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, love the whole green fire thing. Yeah, and I also love Tyno Tyrant's speech. That was a fantastic speech. Um. But um, I would say that this is pretty much it, unless you want to talk about something else. No, I think I'm good. You think you're good? Yeah. Okay, well, um, it's actually going to be a short show today because it seems like the, that like the episode was just pretty short, and we are and we are sober. Um, yeah. So this may turn out to be a very boring e- episode. We may have to think about this next next time. It's, you know, not get shit-faced, but get to feeling pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, good. Um... Like you said before, that you can find Welcome to Winterfell on uh, iTunes. Just do a search for it. We are on Stitcher. If you happen to have an Android phone, you can download the uh, Stitcher app. And we are on the Windows Phone Store. So if you have a Windows phone or if you have a Win, uh, Win, Win, Windows 8, just go just go to the podcast set section and do a search for welcome to 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 winterfell and we are right there um if you are are on itunes um if you want to help us out and get us some more viewers just go to uh just go to itunes and go to our page and just you know click on a few stars whether it's two three four five preferably five um, and that will help us get the word out about the show. Um, you know, last week we had a, 
about 60,000 downloads. But that was because, I think, because we were just out of out of control. Um, but, it did, but it did have a blast. And we would like to keep that number up. Um, if you want to help us out in another way, um, you know, we do not have ads on any other shows on Switching Dog Net on a network this you know we are completely funded by you the listeners and um instead of having to spend time and hunt you know hunting down our sponsors we use this time to create better content and so if you want to help us out you you can go to our website scritchingdog.com and while you're there you you can see all you can find all the shows that we do and even download them or 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 listen to them. And um, if you click on the support us link in the menu, you'll find all this info that we have about our Patreon page. And if you go there, and if you want to become a a a patron of our you know of our uh, uh, network, you can sign up for for free. And if you want to be a, a patron, you can donate as little as one dollar a month, and that one dollar will help us, you know, go to pay for the bills, you know, pay pay for the a bandwidth and help us buy new and better equipment that will help us put on a better show. Because even tonight we are we we had a technical difficulty with one of our mics that did not want to work pro, pro, properly um and so if you want to be a a patron just donate a a a dollar five five bucks a month um once you become a a patron you are you know you will get some you no know, you get some extra perks that we have available on our a patreon page um so um, and I guess until next week when we we will review episode five. Um, but until then, um, we hope that we will hear from you that that you will hear us a a again. Bye bye. Bye now. <laughs>